Today's episode of Found Down is brought to you by Unwound Retreats. Unwound Retreats offers fun events and travel experiences for nurses locally and internationally. Founded by me, Nicole Johnson, ICU nurse and host of the Found Down podcast, I provide opportunities for nurses to practice self-care, learn, and travel together. These last two years have been brutal in healthcare, and why not give yourself the gift to unwind, learn, and grow? Previous guests have loved the experiences, especially because you can just show up and know that everything will be taken care of. Unwound Retreats is offering exciting and luxurious retreats in Morocco and Mexico. Go over to unwoundretreats.com and sign up to get on the email list so you can find out more. Welcome to the Found Down Podcast. This is a podcast of untold nursing stories that are sometimes hilarious, dark, insane, and anything in between. As a warning, this show is rated E and is mature in content. It often deals with the reality of life and death and how we as nurses intersect with that on a regular basis. If we laugh, it's not out of disrespect. We love what we do and have every intention of continuing to do so. With that, enjoy the show. Well, hello, and welcome to the Found Down Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Johnson. And oh my God, I'm so stoked because I have my friend Brian Hill back on the show. Brian is a dad, he's a husband and a nurse, and movement is his medicine. I don't know if you remember last year he came on the show to talk about sort of unveil what he his go, was going through living with, um, I would say, a chronic illness, Parkinson's disease, and he kind of kept that under wraps. And when he was on the show last year, he, you know, um, really mentioned like, that he was trying to be a resource for people out there because the there wasn't much out there for young people with a diagnosis of Parkinson's. Um, and so anyway, Brian has taken the world by storm this last year. Um, I feel like he's won in every media platform. Um, and uh, I'm just so excited to catch up with you, Brian. But before we do any of that, how are you? Oh, I am doing great. Um, it's been one hell of a year. Uh, but yeah, life is good. I can't, I could complain, but I won't. And uh, yeah, I'm doing great. You can complain. You I know I can complain, uh, but um, I choose not to. Okay. Yeah. So, um, the, so you've had one hell of a year, like you said. I don't know, should we just talk about American Ninja Warrior? <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's jump into it. How did that be? So you, I mean, obviously fitness for you is what keeps, um, that's like, like you said, and it's like a tagline. That's what your, it's your medicine, right? But, um, how, how did that whole process evolve and your dream to be on American Ninja Warrior? Sure. Um, I guess I'll start from the beginning. So when I, uh, when I first came out about my diagnosis, I did it for a couple of reasons. One, so my son wouldn't have to carry our secret and two i wanted to kind of set a, a good example for my boy and i just wanted to live a life that was free without carrying around the stress of having this secret yeah so a person that i kind of looked up to is this guy named jimmy Choi. he was on american enjoyer for five years before i went on and um i reached out to him and we connected and he uh he trained me over about five to six months to be on the show Wow. And uh, he was kind of my mentor in that process. And, uh, yeah, we worked together. He uh, showed me a lot of his moves, and he spent a lot of time and energy on me. And it just kind of happened. 
Now, is he like like living in L.A. and you're like going down to L.A.? Like, is that what was part of the deal? Yeah, he he, uh, lives in Chicago. Oh, okay. So there's a lot of back and forth between here and Chicago and lots of kind of virtual stuff, too. But I mean, for the majority of it, I mean, it was very busy. And it was at the time when my son was just born, too. So Oh, my gosh. There's a, there's a lot going on. You, you and you were working full time. I was working full time, yeah. Yeah, so a yeah. lot to juggle. Um, what does it take to get to that level? How many hours a day does it take to get to that level of like <laughs> the fitness? Um, it's the fitness is there for me. It's a mental game. Uh, I mean, okay. it's the actually like putting your body in that physical space where you kind of say, "Fuck it." You're like, you know, I'm going to go first. If I fall, I'm going to fall. But the mental game is the biggest part for me. I mean, the physical thing, I think a lot of people can do it. Mm-hmm. But it's just like actually taking your body and throwing it around, especially when you're old and you have Parkinson's. I mean, you, try, you spend so much of your time not following. So you have to kind of re- re- rewire your brain to be like, you know what? If I fall, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you're. But I mean, there, there are a lot of hours. I don't want to underplay that. I, I do per, quite a bit of time. It's my physical fitness. What was this, what was that like for your ego? Like, uh, I don't know, because you're like entering a new realm, a new space. Yeah. Like you, you know, and also like publicly, you've yeah, you know, come out with this, and and all of a sudden, people are reaching out to you, and like. How how did you how did you deal with how have you been dealing with that? I mean, it was kind of wild. I mean, talk about jumping into a frying pan. <laughs> I mean, nobody we had this secret that nobody knew about for three to four years, and all of a sudden, I opened the door, and I don't just open the door to my friends and family. I open the door to everybody. Yeah, and they saying all my national news, and it was uh, it was intense. And I mean, for my ego, I've always been kind of a confident and kind of, I think, highly of myself because. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I've always, I would err on the side to say I'm confidently cocky. <laughs> and you got it going on. I think that, yeah, I mean, it helps me. Yeah. And uh, it definitely, uh, I would be lying to say if it didn't make my ego a little bigger. Oh. At the same time, I mean, <laughs> at the same time, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, no, I'm, I'm not walking around with big head or anything. But at the same time, like it, it's empowering mm-hmm. to take this negative situation. I, I, I'm not going to say negative to take this unique situation mm-hmm. and uh, making some making some kind of cool out of it. Mm-hmm. I always use the term: you get lemons, you make lemonade. Yeah. Yeah, while you're making some sweet lemonade. Um, Yeah. So you've been really vulnerable also in this time. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know you were pretty vulnerable on our show a year ago, but like that, I don't know, was that, has that been hard to do or has that been easy? I mean, it's been challenging. I mean, the hardest part about, this whole process and having a chronic illness is my fear is being uh, seen as less than and a burden 
Oh. And to kind of like have that worry and to have that kind of concern in the back of my mind mm-hmm. and to be public about it and to like acknowledge that and tell people like, hey, I have these fears in my life and yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's definitely been a challenge, but at the same time, it's uh, reinforced my ability to be vulnerable because every time I am in the reaction, I get the support I get. Yeah. It's, uh, it's heartwarming and it's encouraging. And I'm like, obviously I'm, when you're talking about that, I'm like, well, what would your therapist say? Cause like, you know, in my mind, I'm like, it wouldn't be like a worry or a bother or a burden or any of that, you know? Um, but I know there's stuff that we tell, tell ourselves. And obviously, you know, I'm not, I'm not, we're not, I'm not experiencing what you're experiencing, but, um, I, yeah. What you just tell yourself? What do you, what do you do? Do you, do you remind yourself what your therapist says? I know you're a big proponent of therapy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I do therapy weekly. Um, for me, a lot of it is kind of a perspective and thinking, what would I be telling a friend who is in this situation? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, we all have these internal critics in mind. Yeah. It's very shameful and uh, very kind of, he's pretty cruel. I mean, yeah. My internal, yeah. He's not a nice guy. So, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of it's kind of like, you have to acknowledge, first, you have to acknowledge the aspect of your personality. Yeah. And you have to kind of stop and say, hey, why am I being so hard on myself? Yeah. And you have to be able to kind of pause and be actually mindful. I mean, mindful of those moments. And give yourself that compassion and love mm. because a lot of people don't are it's hard, especially as males. Yeah. I mean, we're not taught to be in touch with our feelings, we're taught to be tough and strong and all this toxic masculinity bullshit. Yeah. But like when it comes down to it, I mean, we're human. Yeah. And we have to do you feel like um by the way my inner critic is a real bitch so um (laughs) uh not a nice person either so i mean it's just so great that you're just talking openly about that um and 100 i'm a proponent of self-compassion and like and you know like what is the point of being so hard on ourselves i don't know why i i don't don't know someone out there knows why we like biologically we do that but I don't know why. Um, do you do you feel like you're still going? Like you've done so many things this last year. Um, let let me just back up. What has been your favorite? You've been on multiple yeah. new, news outlets. You've I'm sure you've done all kinds of things I don't know about. You've got celebrities. You like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, American Enjoyer, like that whole experience. I mean connecting with all the people and going to san antonio and being on the tv show like i mean that that was amazing that was by far an incredible experience one which i hope to redo but i think one of the one of my favorite things i've done was that documentary with cut.com the one about uh living with a chronic illness and how that can impact your life that I think was so well done and it captured kind of he agrees <laughs> and it captured all of the components of my personality so well. Yeah. I mean, I just look back on it and I was just like, man, that's good. that was special. Not everybody gets the opportunity to kind of talk about death and talk about their feelings towards it and have it captured so 
beautifully and so well done. I just feel incredibly fortunate. That was such a beautiful um, interview. It had you and two other individuals um, talking about their thoughts about dying and living with their chronic illness. Like you said, I'm going to link it up um, in the show notes. You're very funny in it. <laughs> I mean, you're also very vulnerable and very real. And yeah, I feel sure. like I watched you have an epiphany about at the end. At the end. Yeah. Um, and um, anyway, just I'll, I'll link it up. So beautiful. How did they, what did they, how'd they find you? Like how'd that come to be? You know, I mean, social media, uh, one of the directors or whoever searches for talent reached out to me on social media and I responded and yeah, just worked out. Yeah. And how, how is that whole social media going? Like I know you've, your Instagram is blown up and I think, and you're all, you're on TikTok too, right? I mean, I was, uh, are you, TikTok, uh, not so much. Okay. My account, Something got messed up on it. I just never. Yeah. But um, and it's good. It's definitely one of those things that it can become an addiction. It can be, it can become very time consuming. It's almost like another full time job. Yes. So I have to monitor myself and make sure I don't get too involved in it because I mean, there's Instagram and then there's reality and. What I put on Instagram, it's, I mean, it, don't get me wrong, it's its a part of me and it's a part of what I'm doing, but I mean, it's not capturing everything. Yeah. It's, just, it's capturing what I want to put out there, what persona I want to put out there. Kind of, yeah. One of, in one of your notes, you mentioned mu- muscle and fitness comp, oh, competition. Yeah. Are you doing, yeah. are you doing those too? Uh, I did one. You did one. Um, yeah, it meant uh, health. It was a muscle. Oh, wait. Okay. Yes. That's right. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was just an excuse to post a bunch of shitless photos. <laughs> you and Matthew, Matthew McConaughey should be friends. Right? Isn't he yeah. the guy who runs around shirtless all the time? <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yep. So how's, how's your... Is it okay if I ask about how's, yeah. par- how's your Parkinson's going? Sure. I mean... It is a forever an ongoing thing. No two days are the same. It can I, I can have bad days. I can have good days. It's something that like I'll get down for, let's say like a month, and then I'll just have to reassess. Mm-hmm. And, it, and that's how it's gonna be. I mean, I'd be lying to say if there was zero progression, but I mean, there's been progression. That's the nature of this disease it progresses Mm -hmm. and my job is to be aware of how it progresses and adapt Mm -hmm. so um yeah i mean there's definitely been progression i would say i mean my target of on time where i'm functioning smoothly good without any dyskinesia or my off time where i'm brady kinetic and i'm stiff Mm -hmm. i mean for a while probably for a good month probably about two months ago I had uh, a pretty, pretty tough time where I was just kind of all over the board. One moment I was kind of stuck to my chair. The next moment I was uh, wiggling all around and had a hard time walking. I mean, it, it sucks. I mean, those moments are, are tough. Yeah. And the mental, the mental component of that. I mean, not knowing kind of 
like what your day is going to look like. It's, it's taxing. Yeah, it sounds really hard. And do you just like, can you give yourself more meds or can you, or you just have to write it out or like, is that right? always the, just trying to find the steady well, state? It's always trying to find that balance. I mean, because too much and you're super dyskinetic, too little, you're under medicated. Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. But I've, I've made some changes to my medications and I'd say over the last month and a half, I've been kind of pretty steady. Will you remind folks out there, because some of these people listening may not have listened to your episode sure. before, you have periods of, like you say, on and off time. Um, mm-hmm. And so sure. what does that mean? Yeah. And totally. Yeah. So picture a bell curve. Mm-hmm. It goes up, it goes down. Um, at the bottom in the start, that's off time, where my dopamine levels are below my therapeutic target. So... About halfway up that bell curve, you have your bottom of your therapeutic range, and a little about three quarters, you have, you have the top of your therapeutic range. Mm-hmm. And in between there, it's, it's kind of a sweet spot. That's where I have good dopamine levels. If I go above that therapeutic range, I get disconnected, which means I wiggle uncontrollable body movements. Mm-hmm. It's painful, it's anxiety producing, mm-hmm. it looks like shit. And just to be quite frankly, it's embarrassing. Mm. Um, so there's that. So the goal is to find that sweet spot. And um, the medications they have a really short half life. At least the one that the medication I was taking. Mm-hmm. So I'd be fluctuating throughout the day, mm-hmm. kind of riding this wave of up and down. But now I'm on a medication that has a longer half life, so I kind of stay consistent. In that kind of range I want to be in, which is helpful. That is helpful. That's yeah. That's really good. Um, you alluded to this last time about like living with a chronic illness, and you're obviously your healthcare provider. You're a nurse, you know, and so yeah. you have a different perspective on it. But now you have a different perspective of being someone who you know, requires on getting your medications filled on time, requires good insurance coverage. Like, how is that, all of that going? And not to mention my job. Yeah. I provide those services to people. So, I mean, that makes it super important. Like, my patients, like, I can't say I get what they're going through, but I understand, like, how important it is. Like, you get your prescription on time. And how frustrating the medical system is. I mean, honestly, if I didn't have this knowledge, I don't know, it'd be tough. I mean, because it's not easy for patients. And especially to have a condition that requires such, I want to say, uh, awareness and a timely response. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I didn't have a good medical team, it'd be tough. Yeah. And if I have the knowledge of how to access that and how to navigate it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have the luxury, like I work at the hospital. Yeah. So the other day, I I forgot my medication at home. Oh. <laughs> so I was at my desk. And I'm like, shoot, I can't really walk anywhere. I can't really move. Shit. So I, uh, so I sent a message to my provider and they wrote me a prescription. My coworkers grabbed me pills like... I mean, that, that's a luxury that yeah. I have, but I mean, it just goes to show like 
it's a tough condition to manage. Yeah, for and sure. It can be, it can be kind of dangerous if you don't mm-hmm. pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that sounds really, that sounds really hard, Brian. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is. It is. And I think for me, I mean, it's have to stay mindful and have to acknowledge those moments. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can never really, I can never say I, I will fully be friend my Parkinson's, mm-hmm. but I have to accept it. I can't, I can't hate it. I can't fight it. I mean, it's here. It's not going anywhere. I don't have that choice, but I have the choice of how I can choose to relate to it and how I can respond to it. Yeah. And I choose to kind of treat it as a friend in the passenger instead of as a, no, no, as a burden or as a negative thing. Yeah. Yeah. You In your interview that you did with um, The Cut, um, you mm-hmm. mentioned, you know, anger. And how, yeah. that, like, that makes things worse because it's stress, totally. right? Yep, totally. And stress, I mean, that's probably the single most toxic thing for my brain. I mean, other than certain substances, but, like, stress, I mean, talk about progression. That will expedite things. So have you changed a lot of things in your life? I know you've changed one thing. You changed your job. Yeah. yeah. But the, what have you changed? Like, what have you changed in your life to create a more stress-free or less creating, giving you, you know, less stress? Yeah. Is that hard? Because you're like, <laughs> it's oh, so stressful. Everything's it's stressful. It's incredibly hard. I mean. Yeah, I have a 16-month-old. I mean, I'm yeah. a new father. Like, we live in Seattle. Like, child care is expensive. Oh, yeah. And, like, I need health care. Like, I need a job. So, like, yeah. ideally, I could stop working. And I could just open up a gym and I could retire. But mm-hmm. that's not the reality of life. So, I mean, I pick and choose how I spend my time. And I look at my day, and I'm like, all right, what's important to me? Mm-hmm. What do I need to get done? It's going to be good for myself and my family. And when do I find those areas where I can rest? So, I mean, thankfully, my boy takes naps. It's a good opportunity for me to lay down and take a half-hour nap. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I'm more cognizant of my body and the need for rest and recovery. So, I mean, even at work, like the job I have now. The beauty of it is, is like, I can work for four hours and I can step away and I can lay down for like a half hour mm-hmm. or I can just put my head down at my desk. Yeah. So, I mean, just being mindful of that and knowing that I'm not going to be able to do everything. And that's tough, especially for someone like me. I mean, I like to be involved in everything. I like to be there, but kind of just knowing when the time is, say, hey, I can't make that. But I will uh, I'll try to do something else. Yeah. Um, this is, I don't mean to put you on the spot, really, but is yeah, this, this stressful? Does this uh, create some stress? 
I, I know. This isn't stressful. Okay. No, this is good. I mean, no, it's not stressful. Okay. Because I don't want it to be. I don't want it no, to be. No, no, we're good. No. Um, it's, um, this is actually enjoyable. Good. What, what, what have you been doing lately that, that you love that's been giving you joy? Hanging out with these guys. Your family. Uh, you have such yeah. a beautiful family. Beautiful wife. Yeah, beautiful it's, son. It's incredible. Uh, yeah, just doing that and really just kind of, um, I don't know, just hanging out and enjoying life. Yeah, and you're hitting the sauna that you built, I'm sure. Totally. Yep, I've been doing that once or twice a week. And just kind of, I'm getting back into training, which I always enjoy. I put it on the background for a little bit when I was doing my fundraiser. Mm -hmm. And now I'm kind of really ramping things up. So it's always fun. What? Okay, speaking of, what's what's coming up? So you're going to, are you working? Are you working towards? I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to say this. American Ninja Warrior. Sorry, I am. I'm, I'm keeping my eyes. Sorry to everybody out there. It was so dorky. Okay, that was good. You nailed it. I'm working my way up to uh, yeah, do my submission video. So oh. the way it works is it. So probably in the next month, fingers crossed, it will announce when the submission videos are due and kind of what they want to see in them. So from there, I will work on making my video. Then fingers crossed, I get in, and then I go from there. There's also kind of a ninja league, like how like a like a, it's a it's a professional sports league. Oh, and I'm participating in that this year. Is that in Seattle, or is that it's like all around the country? Oh, okay. Do they have yeah? So there's one in Bellingham on October 22nd, and then there's another one in December. And so fun. I'm going to try to do that and be more involved in the sport. That's fun. So, yeah, that's a good time. You make me want to work out right now. I want to work out. <laughs> you should do it. Um, I need to. Yeah, that makes that makes me because to see what people can do on that show and to do with their bodies. Like, it's just ama- amazing. Um, and so. And then do you have any other fun? So you did a fundraiser. Which was run for run for the hills. Run for the hills. Which is uh, a great great name. Yeah, that was a, one of my coworkers. <laughs> so it's my son in the background. That's okay. Um, it's all right. You know, uh, the fundraiser was incredible. It was. It took a lot of time. It took a lot of energy. And at the end of it, I was fried. I mean, it was like having another full time job. The amount of work that goes into that, I had no idea. Oh, but geez. It was, it was, incredible, it was incredibly successful and incredibly uh, rewarding. And it was good. It was nice to get all my friends involved and everyone everyone had a good time. Sorry, I was working that day, which was dumb. Oh, no worries. Um, do you have anything else? like? Well, obviously, if you do something like that again, someone else is just going to have to do it for you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or I mean, you can yeah. do it yourself, but like it takes a team. I mean, my we, there's probably a solid group of eight to ten of us that worked on it. Wow, wow. Yeah. You, yeah. Next time will be easier because we have all the connections and 
all the kind of blueprints lined up. Yeah. You got some good sponsors. Yeah, I mean, REI, Coma 4, UW Medicine. Yeah. That's, good. that's amazing. Do you have anything yeah. else coming up like that? Any fundraisers for? No fundraisers. I'll probably go back to New York in April for the Michael J. Fox MVP uh, gala thing. Cool. I think that's in the, in the middle of April. Oh, so, cool. Yeah, it's always fun. Yeah. Um, where should we donate if we want to donate to the Mer- um, to Michael J. Fox Foundation? Yeah. If you actually go to my Instagram in oh, my yeah. bio, there's a link to my uh, Michael J. Fox uh, donation site, and you can donate via that. Oh, okay. Um, great. I'll link up your Instagram in the show notes. Um, Perfect. What do you when you think about the future? What do you think? Like, uh, yeah. do you feel like you said last time? Maybe and you could see like a. Was there maybe a deep brain simulator in your future? Or yeah, no? yeah, yeah. Um, I'm actually I'm doing the workup now okay. because it takes about six to seven months to do the workup and go through that process. Eventually, I will have it done. I mean, I don't see there being a way to not get it done. Mm-hmm. I mean, the people I talk to who have had them, they love them. And the success rate is pretty, uh, it's impressive. And it's it's brain surgery, but it's pretty minimal. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we've worked with those patients on 5E. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a night in ICU of Q and our neuro checks, and pretty much you go home. Yeah. So, I mean. And that just, stim- does it stimulate your brain to secrete dopamine? Yeah, so what it does, there's two targets. Um, but yeah, essentially, it fires little electrical impulses that stimulates or mimics what dopamine would do. So instead of like with my medication, I take it and it's a synthetic form of dopamine. Mm-hmm. So I have to wait for my body and I can't always control it real time. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know how to absorb through my intestines. This is just it's real-time control mm-hmm. on my iPhone, and you can adjust it throughout the day as needed. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. I think I might be a little too this or too that. And you're like... Totally. And the beauty of it is with the medication, my biggest thing is dyskinesia. With that, there's no dyskinesia because you don't have a surplus of dopamine around oh. the body. Because the dyskinesia comes at the peak of that bell curve, right? Yeah. When there's just so much flooding, your synapses, it's just kind of going haywire because everything's firing. Yeah. So with that, you don't have it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the beauty of it. Nice. Yeah, the goal is to decrease my medication requirement. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think I'll fully get off medication. Yeah. I'm a young guy. I'm pretty active, so I take quite a bit of medication. Um, but it will definitely decrease my need for it. So when it does progress and it gets to a stage where I need medication or more medication again, mm-hmm. I will have that kind of as a backup. 
thoughts. And who knows, by that time, who knows what new invention will happen. Yeah, you mentioned new studies. What's yeah. new in the world of Parkinson's? I mean, they come with a vaccine that prevents the uh, forms of proteins that can lead to Parkinson's in your brain. Really? Little protein deposits called alpha, I'm going to butcher this, alpha soup. I might be going to try. But it's a protein that is a marker for uh, Parkinson's, and it prevents the formation of it. Cool. And then there's uh, studies that involve... uh, proper imaging so you can predict people who may be at risk for Parkinson's so you can potentially prevent people from progressing to that. Mm-hmm. And then there's also DBS and then there's some other uh, external DBS type things that are external. Like you wear a headphone set like this yeah. three times a day and that kind of mimics DBS. Huh. That's yeah, cool. there's a study I'm going to actually try to get involved with that coming up here in November. Oh, that's in cool. In Spokane. Yeah. So, uh, and if I can have it my way, I do that for a year. I do American Ninja Warrior for another year. And then I'd probably do the brain surgery. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could, could understand wanting to put that off if you can. Yeah. Because, totally. like you said, it's, it's brain surgery. Exactly. Yep. But the whenever I took care of someone who had a, had that in the ICO, it was always like easy, yeah, it, it, easy patient. It's an easy patient, yeah, totally. I mean, I think there's a two percent complication rate. Oh, okay. And that's usually infection. That's oh. the biggest complication. Yeah, yeah. And of course, risk for like poison, but it's such a small microfilament. Yeah. That I mean, it's tiny. What else has been going on? Anything else you want to talk about? On um, What else? We touched on the documentary. I mean, just in, in general, like becoming a person, I mean, a young person who's developing, who's moving into this role as a person with a disability in our society. Like, that's a whole topic in itself. Yeah. I mean, to evolve and kind of like how to predict what your future is going to be and like the thought process of planning like for life ahead. It's a, it's a whole full-time job in itself. I mean, do you have just a support group? Like, um, cause that feels like, obviously that feels very, that could be really hard and challenging to navigate, navigate those feelings, emotions, questions, what ifs, all of that. I, mean, I think for me, I have my family and I have my therapist. And that's a good support network for me. But I think a lot of it is kind of changing the status quo. Like a huge thing of mine and a huge thing that I like to focus on is like disability doesn't equal inability. Yeah. And I mean, that's why I post all this video and footage of me doing physical things that, I mean, quite honestly, the majority of people who are able-bodied can't do. This is, that's very Because like, like the show, like, hey, I may have this disability, but it doesn't mean that I can't do it. And I mean, there's some empowerment in being kind of an advocate for people who have these things that people see as less than. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh. 
and talk about being like a, a white male and like in our society and acknowledging the power and privilege. And then you get this kind of thing where you label that as a person with a disability. And that's a whole other topic. Yeah. That is a head trip for sure. Yeah. You, um, but you sound, it feels like you're, like you said, just moving into a place of empowerment with that and, um, taking your platform to educate Mm -hmm. people. Do you feel like a sense of responsibility? Not that you'd have a like a responsibility, but do you feel Mm -hmm. that way sometimes? Um, yes and no. I mean, my journey with Parkinson's is very much my personal journey. Yeah. And everybody's is their own individual pathway. But I mean, yeah, I mean, sometimes there is some pressure, especially being so public in the community of like showing up in a way. Mm-hmm. And that can cause stress. I mean, I had a lot of embarrassment on my American Ninja Warrior performance. Oh, no. That's all the person. I fell on the first obstacle, and there was a part of me that felt like I went down my my community. Oh. But, I mean, that's all so implicit. I mean, I don't think anyone actually feels that way, but... No. But there's, there's, there's a sense of responsibility. Yeah. But, like... Anyway, you put... I- I know. I mean, you put ton, a ton of effort. That could happen to anybody. That that does happen to anybody. That happens all the time. That happens yeah. all the time with contestants who come on, and they and that happens. Totally. So um, it can happen yeah. to anybody. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I wonder if you have to like tap out of things sometimes because you're like this. If you're in that sort of elevated in this position yeah. of like now I'm this sort of representative for this thing, then sometimes you're like, no, I can't, <laughs> I can't go to the Scala. I can't go to this function. Like it's going to tap me out. Cause I work, um, I have a job. I'm a father. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, yeah. all this stuff going it's on. Been a, it's been a learning experience over this last year of kind of like, what I can really commit to and what I can dedicate my time and energy to. Because if I could do everything, I would. I would be there for every event. I'd be there for every community and fundraising thing. But at the same time, I have to put my family first. And that has been, it's been tough. I mean, because I have these conflicting feelings of, I want to show up for community, but at the end of the day, family's number one. Yeah. And to really just kind of prioritize that, that's the easy part. But to say no to other things, that's the hard part. Yeah. But we only have so much time. Yeah. Well, sounds like you know what your priorities are. I mean, you know your family, right? It's like, Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's gotta be gotta be family first. Um, it's gotta be family and health. Family and health. Yes, yeah. I'm. Yeah, you probably take care of your body in a way you didn't take care of it before. Definitely, it's more just kind of 
because before I could look at something and I could be like, I have event A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. I can give 50%, you know, 25 and 25 at each event. But now it's like, no, I have to give 100% at one and the other ones that have to be covered. Yeah, that's true. There's, there's no there's no spreading that you have to focus on one thing, and I have to give my body the grace and time to heal. I mean, it takes a lot of energy to show up for things like events. If I'm going to give a speech, like it takes time and energy. So mm-hmm. I have to be more as much as it sucks. I have to be more aware of that. Yeah, yeah. So you. We, I'll link up where we can donate to you through your Instagram. But is there any way, anything that we could do? Because that that's donating to like the Michael J. Fox Foundation. Yeah. Is there anything we can do for you? I mean, for me, Brian Hill. <laughs> that's a good question. Huh? Let me think about that. Okay. Um, yeah. So, what can I do for me? I mean, there will be a day where I'll need help. I'll need somebody to help me with some certain tasks. If you know me and you're able to, maybe. See, I have a hard time asking for help. Okay. So we may not be there yet, but if. We're not not near there yet. But honestly, if you, I mean, it sounds like you have a really great community of friends who love and support mm-hmm. you but i mean i know there's a lot of people out there who also want to help too so do you have any last close closing thoughts for the show or anything you want to get off your chest or anything you want us to know i think for the most part i mean it's cool that we did this at the beginning of my journey yeah. when i first kind of was new to this process and kind of discovering who I was with Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. And I'm only a year into it publicly, but I've learned so much about myself and just so much about my body and just kind of how it relates to the Parkinson's and kind of how I navigate each day to day. So I guess the main thing is, is that I think at the end of the day, I realized how important it is to take care of oneself. I think it's something that a lot of us, I don't know, we overlook it. We say, you know what, I'm not going to go work out. I'm going to make this decision as bad for my health. I mean, it's, it's really made me appreciate the health that I have in the moments of time where I can move and function normally. Mm-hmm. So, I guess at the end of the day, I'm more thankful for what I do have than what I don't have. Huh. And I just, it, no, I regret those times that I didn't take advantage of that. So maybe if it's somebody listening who has no health issues and they're not taking advantage of it, maybe they're like, hey, I'm going to fully take advantage of this body and life that I have. Because it's not guaranteed. Yeah. Mm. Well, wise, wise words, Brian Hill. Um, yeah. We, yep. We don't, yeah. Yeah, we should definitely take care of ourselves. And um, 
be present in the moment, right? Totally. Be grateful for what we have. And you don't want to be in the hospital right now. The (laughs) medical system. (laughs) Not the time to get sick. No. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. No. Um, Well, that's a topic for another day. Or yes. Um, Well, I just want to say I appreciate you so much. Guys, go follow Brian. Um, I'm going to link up his Instagram, but it's Fox underscore Ninja underscore C um, on Instagram. And, and, um, thought you can find out more about what he's up to there. I can also, I'm going to link up the amazing video that he was a part of. Um, and, uh, also his, I'll link up where you can donate to the Michael J Fox foundation. Um, look at who it is. It's your boy. It's bath time. It's bath time. Um, well, I just want, I'm so appreciative of the time that you been on the show. You are an amazing inspiration to me and to everybody out there who knows you. And then obviously to millions of strangers who (laughs) have seen your, your face and heard some of your story. Yeah. And you're a gift. So I just appreciate your, your vulnerability, your honesty, and yeah thank you so much thank you for having me stay safe and stay sane and we'll see you on the next one thanks so much for tuning in today if you enjoyed the show please subscribe and leave an honest review on whatever platform you are listening also feel free to share this with your nursing colleagues if you'd like to email me you can do so at founddownpodcast at gmail.com feel free to send in any stories just make sure they're HIPAA compliant also you can follow the podcast on Instagram at founddownpodcast we'll see you on the next one